When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, Mr. Bo Brock, rocking a gorgeous PHNX lid that you can get right now at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Much better than some ridiculous hat that we saw on Twitter earlier, Bo. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to Aaron Donald, throw him in prison. Uh, but first, I want to say hello to my co-host, Bo Brock. What's up, Johnny? Yeah, I'm wearing the nice lid that you can get, I believe, for $19.99 in the uh, PHNX summer sale. I mean, get it while it's hot. Look at that. 50% off select items. You can get yourself a nice lid. You can get some great bird gang paraphernalia. It's going to be nice. It's uh, it's just in time to get you geared up for the 2022 NFL season. And, Johnny, as we say this, we have an incredible new shirt is going to be unveiled soon. Yes, soon. Not manana, but soon. Um, it's the best shirt we've ever done in the history of this company, uh, and I can't wait for you to see it. What's up, everybody? What's good picking spreads? We're doing well. Uh, and, yeah, let's get let's get to the teaser here. So yesterday, Bo Brockett was reported late that Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith, probably eventual Hall of Famer, uh, pro bowler on that offensive line, year in and year out, tore his hamstring. He's going to be out indefinitely. A big man like that, I would not expect to see him before Thanksgiving, uh, if if not, you know, out for the entire season. They lost multiple pieces on their offensive line in free agency. Their right tackle, Layla Collins, went to Cincinnati. So they are decimated with injuries up front. You know, they lose Amari Cooper. Their offense is struggling, right? So, you know, I sat back yesterday, and we've already been gifted Hollywood Brown, right? <laughs> Cody Ford was kind of a, a curveball out of left field, and – I think the narrative with Cardinal fans is that, number one, C.D. Lamb should have been an Arizona Cardinal since day one. And what can we get, Naj, in the chat to bring C.D. Lamb here to Arizona? It's not as crazy as it would sound that the Cardinals and Cowboys would pair up to do some kind of trade. I'm not saying that C.D. Lamb would be involved. I mean, in my perfect world, he would be. But for the first time, Bo Brock, in the Cardinals history since I followed the team, they have a surplus of, of offensive tackles. Josh Jones, as we've seen in the preseason, as we've seen in training camp, you've been to practice every day, looks like a ready-made starter, a plus starter at either left or right tackle. Tyron, of course, plays left tackle. Josh Jones grew up in Houston, of course, went to the University of Houston, right? Has somebody that's been developed over time by an offensive-minded head coach, Cliff Kingsbury and Sean Kugler. 
Am I crazy to believe that, number one, there could be a trade scenario in which the Dallas Cowboys could come sniffing around? And also, if you're the Cardinals, are you entertaining those conversations with Dallas to get better elsewhere? Uh, it's a it's a bit of a yoga stretch, right? I, I just don't think that this is a trade partner. It's not somebody you want to get into uh, discussions with just because it's going to be when your NFC foes. I mean, it's it's something yeah. where you don't want to help them get better and, and you don't want to, you know, I, I mean, obviously if you can reunite CD lamb fine, but you know, does that at the end of the day, make you better? It's already a strength, your wide receiver core, you're doing it for the future, but you know, also helping out Dak Prescott, like Dallas Cowboys. I don't think that the Arizona Cardinals should be in business doing that. And, and that's, you know, not even getting into the conversation that Jerry Jones would probably never even entertain trading CD lamb. So, uh, I posed this yesterday. I, I would put a package mm-hmm. together and producer extraordinaire Emma uh, put together some graphics. Bo and I have not seen trade proposals yet that uh, he and I both did calling up Dallas and saying, you want some offensive line help? Here is what we're asking for. Here is what we're offering. Let me go first, Bo, because this is what I put together. I want everybody's feedback in the chat. I want your feedback. I'm calling up Jerry Jones today. I'm Steve Kime. I want C.D. Lamb. I want a pair of C.D. Lamb with Hollywood Brown long-term. This is a long-term play. I know everybody's like freaking out because the Cardinals have a bunch of tackles and a bunch of wide receivers this year. C.D. Lamb's a baby. He's going to be in Arizona for the next 10 years with Hollywood Brown, with Kyler Murray. Give me C.D. Lamb. The Cowboys in return get Josh Jones, who, number one, the, the, the Cowboys need one thing, cap space relief. Their cap space is horrific. Uh, Tyron Smith makes a ton of money. Does Zach, does Zeke, everybody. Josh Jones makes no money as a third round pick. He's not in the contract here. You get minimum two years cheap labor. You double that down. Okay. They need help at receiver anyway, before giving up CD lamb. Here's Rondell Moore, who I know he's a little bit nicked up. Now people are overreacting. He's going to be healthy by the time the season starts. We presume ascending second year player, Andy Isabella, who I think would crack the top four in the rotation, right? With Michael Gallup and company. And then also that third round compensated supplemental pick, or excuse me, the comp pick that the Cardinals got for Christian Kirk, coincidentally enough, another wide receiver. That's a package that maybe lacks with star power and Lamb made the Pro Bowl last year, but can help Dallas continue to get over the hump in the NFC East. Depth is key for them. They don't have it at receiver. They certainly don't have it at tackle. And, you know, put a sweetener on there. There's a day, there's a day to pick for you, Jerry Jones. So on the clock right now. And it's funny, Bo Brock, like I posed this kind of, you know, hearsay shooting the shit on Twitter yesterday. Cowboy fans said that's not enough. Cardinal fans said, don't trade Rondell Moore. That's too much. They were trying to do packages surrounding Andy Isabella. I'm like, guys, we can't, you can't be infatuated with CeeDee Lamb and then also say that, you know, (laughs) the centerpiece of a trade would include Andy Isabella for him. So that is my official trade proposal to Jerry Jones. Your thoughts. All right. My thoughts are, you know, if the Dallas Cowboys in a single offseason, you know, trade Amari Cooper to the Browns, they trade CeeDee Lamb to the Cardinals, and they lose left tackle Tyron uh, Smith, they're doing their guy, Dak Prescott, an incredible disservice. Like, it, it, it doesn't, I mean, to try to spruce up a deal involving Indy Isabella, it's just not going to happen. You know, I think Dallas would be better served, obviously, holding on to C.D. Lamb and then trying to find somebody serviceable to play at the left tackle position. Now, 
my boy starting you're starting to sound like my my old co-host i'm I'm a positive guy we're having a good time here look i know but and i think that this is just this is i can't believe we went from talking joint practice and we have all this momentum that we're back in the silly season all of a sudden uh but look i'm i'm here for look cd lamb's not going anywhere, right uh and i just don't think dallas is a good is a good trade partner I, i think we're just let's I don't mind your trade. I don't mind talking about this. This is fun. This is what it's supposed to be. You're being negative. I don't like it. Stop being negative. I'm not being negative. I'm trying to be as positive as possible for this exercise. My God. I I sent a little message this morning. I said, do you want to talk about this? Is this too clickbait? And you said, no, it's a fine discussion. You flipped the switch on me, I feel like, a little bit in front of the public or audience. I, I feel dirty. I do. I need to go take a shower right now after this. You know, not only do I lose in Southwest bias to Espo, and now I got to oh deal with God. this. Thank you. Thank Way you. to wrap the no. show. Jeez. <laughs> All right. But I did partake uh, on this exercise, and I put together a, a fake trade as well. Right, I haven't seen this. Him, me let's, let's, it's not much better. It's not much better. But, you know, I've got my disclaimer, Dreaming's Free. Um, I think that should be the name of our first single, Johnny. And we've got CeeDee <laughs> Lamb. Calvin Joseph has sparingly played cornerback who had a decent pro football focus grade in limited snaps for Josh Jones, Rondell Moore, and he's 2023 third-round pick. Uh, just don't think it, it's going to happen. I agree. I think I saw it on here. Uh, Sasquatch saying if I was Dallas, I would hang up. And it's not because Jerry Jones is old and – doesn't know what's going on or where the noise is coming. Use the phone. He uses <laughs> right. a rotary phone. But here, here's what I will say. Okay, and it doesn't mean that lightning can strike twice. But the fact that the Houston Texans were willing to take on David Johnson's just awful contract and you know uh, take a second round pick for the top receiver in the game, DeAndre Hopkins, is just proof that crazier things have happened. I just I don't think that the, Steve Time is even going trying to go out and, and spruce up his, his wide receiver core, no matter that he's going to have well, no hop for six games. DJ Humphreys is not an option for the Dallas Cowboys. They have no money. So DJ Humphreys is making a ton of money over the next couple of years. He just signed that extension. Structurally, he can't fit in Dallas's cap. Josh Jones is in his ascending player at a critical position, and I get why people don't want to deal him, and he makes no money. He's scheduled to be the Cardinals' starting right tackle next year. Can we all agree on that? Kelvin's over 30, still a very good player. But Cardinals are going to pay Josh Jones no money next year. That's, that is enticing for Dallas because he can play both left or right tackle. On top of the fact, I think how he plays fits their offense very well in a pass-happy offense. I am playing to our audience time and time again, asking about CeeDee Lamb. What would it take to get CeeDee Lamb to Arizona? And I, first of all, up until this Cody Ford trade and to a lesser extent, Hollywood Brown, like I never thought that there was a real thing with Steve Kimes surrounding Kyler Murray with his friends. Then they trade, like they traded for Hollywood Brown and they traded for Cody Ford. Those are two of Kyler Murray's best friends. And like, I love Hopkins. He's making 30 plus million dollars next year. So I think after this year, you're taking Hopkins year to year, right? AJ Green is 35 years old, right? Andy Isabella is on his way out. Rondell Moore hasn't completed a fully a full season healthy since 2018. I'm just trying yeah. to be proactive in the sense that here's a Pro Bowl caliber player that's best friends with your quarterback, and it, it's not a position of need today. But 
I don't know. I, the Cardinals have never been in this position before, and I get it. That's why people said, well, we have depth. Don't trade it. And I'm. this is the only kind of scenario I would do a deal for like that for. I'm not trading away Josh Jones for a rotational corner or, or, or something like that. It would have to be a kind of headline-grabbing move like this. And I, I'm in the camp, Bo Brock, of weapons win in the NFL – and having Hollywood, CD, and Hopkins this year for the end of the season, I think would put the Cardinals in a position to compete for the NFC. I really do believe that. I, I, I don't, I don't believe in AJ Green as the season goes on. I think his body wears down, and I haven't seen it from Rondell Moore at the NFL level. Hopkins and a first round pick in exchange oh. for TJ Watt. You doing it? I don't think the Steelers. <laughs> are doing that, so, um, but oh, we're here entertaining. Lamb, let me let me tell you what this is kind of like. And we're both very happily married gentlemen, Johnny, you and myself, right? Correct. But if we were back, if we were, and this is not this is not the far fetched part. If our wives ever just kicked us to the curb, because that's the yeah. most you know logical I'm thing. Always, right? I'm always like a day away from that happening anyway. <laughs> right, and we're she might actually leave you for even thinking this is a, a legitimate trade proposal, but. I would think that if this is similar to if we're batching it up, you and I, and I'm your wingman, yeah. and yeah. and Justin Verlander yeah. and Kate Upton are splitsville, and I say, hey, Kate's available, Johnny's available, let's let's make this happen. Wow, that's you I mean, just because me? you're you're both yeah, just because you're both single doesn't oh mean God. it's effing to happen. Just because there's a need. First on, of all, on both. <laughs> it's not. You know, I'm not. I'm not Brad Pitt over here. I get that. You know, Justin Verlander, yeah, he's got a lot going for him. He's multimillionaire, you know, MLB future Hall of Famer. But, like, he's an average-looking guy. Can we be honest about that? I was always kind of yes. intrigued by how he landed her. <laughs> um, so, you know. He won you know, the MVP it, as a pitcher. I mean, that's well, pretty impressive. Some would say I'm the MVP of PSNX. <laughs> so, you know, apples to oranges. We'll see that. what happens. Appreciate that. I appreciate all of you as well divulging us. We're going to talk more Cardinal-related content in a second. But college football it's coming up real quick, less than 48 hours away from week zero. Hell yes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, bet just $5 on any college football game. Get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX, ASU, U of A, ready to break everybody's damn hearts. Kicking off next week. Use that promo code and you can bet on them to lose and lose a lot in the Pac-12. We digest. We joke. We love our cohorts at, at PHNX Sun Devils, PHNX Wildcats. Hopefully programs on the rise. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. And let's talk about uh, less than a week away. We're going to be hanging out at Four Peaks, another hang party for us, our last Wednesday of August. We're going to be hanging out all day long, August 31st. You can talk as many hypothetical trades with us if you want. That we won't be there for hang out with you, talk Cardinals football. The roster will be set. We'll just be previewing September 11th against the Kansas City Chiefs. Or you can talk some Yotes with the PHNX Coyotes podcast, Suns, Bets with Johnny and Shane, D-backs will be there, Sun Devils will be there. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to announce our next Toast of the Month sweepstakes winner. Free stuff, meaning the next person who gets to take home a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, like this, Johnny and I, I think, are wearing the same damn shirt today. No, I got the point oh, guard. Got the- I wear my Chris Paul gear as much as I can because he's about to be in a freaking wheelchair pretty soon because he's old <laughs> and decrepit. Well, I'm, so wearing I, my I bird gang. I'm wearing my hat. You can also get uh, your PHNX annual membership. You can read all the stuff behind 
Hey, well, it's such great, interesting insight onto all the teams. Just go to gophnx.com or click the link in the show notes to uh, get yourself in for the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. There's still time. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy that sweet, sweet nectar that is Four Peaks beer. Uh, you must also be 21 to enjoy responsibly. All right, let's uh, let's let's just say something real, like serious, as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. This is we're serious. talking about the we're talking about the wrong side of the football, for God's sake. We, I mean, it's been nearly the week. We were told that there was a report that the Arizona Cardinals were going to acquire a cornerback this week. What the hell happened to your boy? I don't mind that he blocked me anymore. I don't. I don't care. Like where John the hell Gambadar, is the trade? For those, you, for those of you who don't know, John Gambadara, Arizona Sports. He's a friend of mine. Uh, we DM mm-hmm. regularly. He's he's blocked Bo Brock, but I think that happened well before <laughs> Bo was a part of the PHNX family. So we're, we're attempting to mend fences here. But yeah, it was about a week ago at this time. John Gambadoro said they are going to adamantly trade for a cornerback. Here's what happened, Bo Brock. Leads okay. us into our next segment here. Uh, Justin Pugh got hurt. He's got a stinger, and it sounds like based on reports, they are trying to get Cody Ford up and running as fast as possible with the first team offense. That tells me that the pick they may were going to use on a corner, they had to use it on a starting guard. That's what happened. So we've got some limitations here in terms of how much you want to give up for a rotational player when you had to go out and get a starting left guard for week one. I, I'm i a little bit concerned about Justin Pugh. I've, I've said this for months now. Like, you know, he, he was all but checked out in the offseason. He may or may not was going to retire. This is his last year. He's already getting hurt in practice. He's not going to be ready presumably for week one. They could go out and trade a sixth or a seventh or another fifth for a cornerback. I don't know if Kime has the appetite to do that. I think here's what here's what's going to happen. Whenever you have to get down to 53 sometime in about, what, four or five days uh, after the third preseason game, we're going to go dumpster diving. We're going to go out back behind the Applebee's, out behind the Denny's here if you're in Maricopa. We're just going to go through all the garbage bags, corners <laughs> from, you know, Bumblefuck University, and that's who the Cardinals are going to sign. So if you expect them to bring on <laughs> to bring on somebody of note, <laughs> I think that time has passed. It feels like the depth chart is set, and then you've got a big fat asterisk in the fact that Antonio Hamilton is at his pediatrician all week, and we haven't heard from him at all. Right? He's at his doctor, and no one knows what's right. going on. So I, I hope you guys like Isaiah Simmons covering the slot because that's what we've got right now. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's very concerning. The ninety eight point seven uh percent, I I will debate that. Uh, you know, it, it that look. This is I, I'll say when you're in the news breaking business, th- this is part of it, and and things happen are out of your control. Your sources maybe is is ironclad as they possibly can, and and w- but when you make bold statements like, hey, they're going to trade for a team next week, and it doesn't happen. It, you're going to have to kind of wear it we're, for a little wow. bit. We're still on this, huh? Okay. I'm Both. just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just, we're, I, I mean, look, I, we took it hook, line, and sinker, and we were trying to identify who it was going to be, and now we're looking at, like, Fabian Moreau, for, who was just cast off by the Texans, who, Fabes, you, know, is, yeah. is, you know, is not exactly uh, locked down CB1. He's a guy that would probably be CB4 on, on most depth charts, but – that's what the uh, this is the Arizona Cardinals bed. This is and they're gonna have to sleep in it. Uh, Jason in the uh, chat, I think, says it best though. Bo, cards still have enough assets in a ton of cap space to make no it doubt easy. about it. And and I think that we've been we were talking about it leading up to our NFL draft coverage, saying, hey, uh, this is a team that Steve Kime is probably 
better verse to trade picks than make picks. I, I think that he yeah. needs to join the less need philosophy and have them picks uh, because he has such a Absolutely. solid track record of, of turning picks into proven commodities and guys that can make impacts now instead of drafting guys, redshirting them, and then making an impact down the road. Clay Colm in the chat. So Bo and I work for PHNX. We're grinding all day, so we don't have a chance to listen to 987 as much as we want. But according to Clay Colm, Gamble said they're currently trying to trade for someone, but it takes two to tango. Maybe somebody better than we thought. But then there were conflicting reports, Bo, that they were going to trade for somebody who was injured that was on the bubble last week that potentially could be cut anyway. A French guy. Right. That was the, the terminology we heard doing the show a week right. ago on Friday. Is like, don't get your hopes up a French player. So which is it? Um, I do think that I'll make a, a bold prediction here. They're going to add yeah. somebody of, of note, either by name, draft recognition, not necessarily by play before the start of the season, whether it's a trade or signing. I think we're going to see a bunch of guys start to, to go to teams that don't have teams yet. Just like he said, <laughs> listen, we're, we're not going to go down that route. That, that's, 98.7%. That's, Come on. He's, that That's the track record. It's, it's, Look, it's 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 a it's a tough world to to live in. That's why there aren't really anybody in the market right now that's really a true insider. So uh, we'll take it easy on your boy Johnny. Um, I, I hope nice it's not an anti take. Be nice to I, him. <laughs> look, it's just such a bold thing to say, and that's why I think that you don't even say, like until you know you've got word that it's happening. I don't I don't understand why you say, <laughs> hey, they're gonna make it. What Next about week. this comment right here? This is good stuff right here from Sly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We love Gamble. We love Flex from Jersey. Flex from Jersey, did he delete his account after uh, of, uh, Katie didn't go to Phoenix? And that was all but do a done deal two months ago. Everybody is getting now why you got blocked by Gambo. You're just throwing too many haymakers. What, what am I, wh where have I overstepped here? Where am I out of bounds where somebody says they're going to trade for a corner next week and uh, the clock is ticking. We've got three more days left in the week. Okay. And still no corner. We've got to, how about this, how about this comment right here card. by KR Gordon. This is my <laughs> resting face. This is my attentive face. He's not the, the first person lips? to point that out. Yeah, the duck. This is just me listening to my my co-host, making sure I'm getting all the the good insight. Ninety-eight seven percent. I had not heard that. That's good stuff. All right, let's talk some football. Uh, do you okay. have any concern with Cody Ford starting for Justin Pugh in Week One? Because it's conceivably that's what's going to happen. Um, at this point, no. I think it's probably the best path forward. I mean, you've got a guy who was two sixty five, maybe weighed less as he was. He thought he was retiring from football. He was getting married and he was getting felt and good for him. He looked great on his wedding day, but it's not. Uh, it's probably not going to produce great results. Trying to get back up to that weight and then go up against, uh, you know, was it Chris Jones of Kansas City Week One? He's going to be coming at you from the interior. Probably best to get somebody big and nasty in there. I'm sure it's going to be tough. Uh, a little bit of a learning curve for Cody Ford, but I like the idea of him in there uh, over a Justin Pugh, who's probably not 100% right now come, coming off a stinger and, and still trying to get back up to speed. So, um, look, it's it's not ideal no matter which way you, you get after it, but the Arizona Cardinals, I, I think they did a good job in, in finding somebody that's familiar with the quarterback and what he's going to do because, you know, you know, mobile quarterbacks are tough to protect sometimes when they get out of the pocket 
uh, you got to kind of have a, a sixth sense of where they're going to be in order to keep them upright. So, and then and Cody Ford has experience with Kyler Murray there. So you'll take it. And and maybe this is something that Ford, Wally Pips, Justin Pugh, as much as we like him, and yeah. he's been a great vet, veteran presence here. If he can kind of take that job and run with it, you know, right out of the gates, that would be huge for the Arizona Cardinals. But, you know, you look at his pro football focus grade and, and his performance with the Bills, he's going to have to show something that we haven't seen so far with him as a pro, and that's that's being a reliable starting caliber offensive lineman. Jason says something I agree with. I, I'm like, if, if this lingers for Pew, at what point does he potentially hang it up? Because uh, he's already yeah. confirmed he's done after this year. The Cardinals got cheap real fast at both guard positions, and they're paying Will Hernandez nothing. Cody Ford yeah. makes, makes no money. Um, and I think it's the perfect kind of solution right now in the short term where you've got these two uber-aggressive former top prospects and Will Hernandez and Cody Ford, you've sandwiched them in between. I think two, and this, I'm saying this in the best way possible, finesse level tackles that are really good at pass pro, right? And then you conceivably, these are two maulers. And then you've got the anchor in the middle with Rodney Hudson. I feel like this is, this is a unique combination of offensive linemen that is best served to take on the rigors of the NFC West. You know, with all due respect to Justin Pugh, I, you, you go up against San Francisco and LA's defensive line, and you've got to have them. Bo, you talked about this yesterday. You got to have ass kickers up front. You got to have guys that are going to muck it up. And for so long, especially like last year with Max Garcia, Josh Jones out of position, you know, they just sometimes the interior offensive line was kind of soft, and you and you didn't want to see that. And Rodney Hudson was out, and he had COVID, and he was hurt. Like this, to me at least, like Will Hernandez plays a lot of games, and Cody Ford presumably has stayed relatively healthy in his career. Cooler gets his best out of the offensive line like everybody else when he's got continuity. Just keep this group together for 17 weeks. I think this is a top 16 unit. Absolutely. And I would love to see the Cardinals pivot both Will Hernandez and Cody Ford into future contracts next year. Um, something tells me it's going to work out with one, if not both of them. Nash says Pew seems like he's already ready for retirement anyway. Maybe this is just kind of ripping off the Band-Aid for the Cardinals. It's like, okay, we're going to ingratiate. Uh, Cody Ford at left left guard, and, and we're going to rock and roll. And we thought, Bull Brock, when that trade went down, I'm like, that's kind of rich for a player that's not going to play. Well, turns mm -hmm. out he he is going to play, and they've got to get him acclimated quickly. I mean, it's the same amount that they gave up for Zach Ertz last year after they lost Max Garcia. It's more than they yeah. gave up for Marcus Golden once upon a time. I, I think the Cardinals looked at Cody Ford as a player that they felt like was going to be stashed away on Buffalo's roster. They wouldn't have a chance to get him until next offseason. Now you get a head start and, and hopefully it works out. Yeah. I see somebody, you know, saying, Hey, you can't put too much stock in the pro football focus grades, but look, I mean, Cody Ford was around 40, 50. Like it's, it's, he's, he's not, a, you can tell just, it just tells you he's not a world beater right now. And, and it's going to, it, this is his opportunity to kind of change the perception and, and why, you know, he's not showing up as far as, the grading system goes. And I'm not a big believer in pro football focus grades. It's just, you know, a guy coming from Buffalo, he didn't play in the game that was the Hale Murray. We haven't had a good glimpse of Cody Ford. So that's really all we have in his tape at Oklahoma. So uh, it's, it's exciting to think about. It's nice that both Will Hernandez and Cody Ford have a little crazy in them, right? Because yeah. you, you want to match the unhinge that is Aaron Donald that we saw on full display today. Did you see this, Johnny? Did you see... Aaron Donald uh, pick up not one, but two. He doubled Miles Garrett at the Bengals-Rams joint practice today. Do we have a video of that? Can we show that? Yes. Yes, we do. They're all fighting. 
Baited him. He baited him. Did you guys see the beginning? I love it. I love some people just popping some OGs and, and watching and, and being a peanut gallery on the damn bro. He just he hey, just baited. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say this 100 sincerity. He should be thrown in prison until after the Cardinals play them their second game this year, and then he can be set free. Uh, but does anybody actually think he's going to get suspended? Am I in the minority who feel I, I don't think he's going to get suspended? Oh, I, I don't mean counseling, NFL has, anger management counseling coming up. The NFL has had so many opportunities to show, like, if they're going to be the judge, jury, and executioner, and they're just going to kind of go outside the lines on some things and then not on others, that uh, they, they have a need. For football to be successful in LA and they know that Aaron Donald is part of them being successful. So that they're not going to do shit. It's unfortunate. Um, they won't, uh, Aaron Donald, this is not his first offense. He's a serial offender. We saw him put his hands on DJ Humphrey's neck. Did he, he didn't get flagged on that play, did he? But he got fined yeah, 10 grand. Oh was, man. That game was in LA. That's why it was. Yeah. Flagged. It was also the Cardinals kicking the crap out of the, the Rams that game. He's just, he's, it's it's the same thing as you see with guys who box at a very high level. To ask these guys who play with such ferocity and intensity, like for them to just turn it off, it it doesn't. It's like it's impossible. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So I'm not making an excuse for Aaron Donald. Like it's gone on for far too long. He gets this hall pass, and he really gets just a slap on the wrist. If the NFL was smart, they the, the video lives out there. It's it's right there in front of your eyes. And the fact that they probably, because it's on the team usually in these situations, to discipline, Rams aren't going to do jack shit. And the NFL, no. like to, for them to sit on their hands and hide behind some rule is stupid. It is, but it's par for the course here. Um, and uh, it's unfortunate, but what's not unfortunate uh, is our sweet lids for PHNX. We're going to talk about maybe the worst hat I've ever seen um, on a uh, – <laughs> on a website that sells uh, NFL merchandise here in a second, but I want to remind everybody, we'll talk to you about OGs, have some OGs safe, responsible, also be responsible, get a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. All you got to do is visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. All right. The ultimate tease here. Um, I was on Twitter today and I saw maybe the worst hat. And not only is it a terrible hat, but it's the official hat sideline out of the Arizona Cardinals. So we have to look at this monstrosity all season. Oh this, this is via New Era Cardinals 2022 sideline 5950 ink tie-dye snapback hat. Um, for our audio listeners, it looks like somebody, as Bo mentioned it in our chat, bled out on this hat. There's a little <laughs> bit of white on the back end. There's a banner on the front that looks like something you get at your elementary school. Um, it is the worst hat I think I've seen in recent memory. It's worse than those. Remember those hats for fifty nine fifty used to do that had like the leather on them, and they were oh, like God. super expensive. It's worse than that. It's worse than the hats that were the trucker hats. It's worse than the hats where um, I, it was like a stocking cap, but it had a bill to it. Worse than all of those. Here, here's what this hat looked like for for our podcast only listeners: is if I, you have a fresh new white Arizona Cardinals lid and it's yeah. it's clean, right? 
And then Aaron Donald comes unhinged and has two helmets and he bashes you over the head repeatedly and you bleed out into the into the white lid and make it just it's just soaked in your own blood. That's what it looks like. You know what it else looks like? And you might be as old as I am, Johnny, to remember when you would go out and it was mostly in Old Town Scottsdale and people would be wearing like Ed Hardy. Do you remember the Ed Hardy shirt? Sly in the chat just said it's got some Ed Hardy vibes. Okay, thank you, Sly. Yes, it does have a very hard Ed Hardy vibes. Thank you, Sly, for noticing What's the that oldest, as well. per, oldest person you've ever seen wearing Ed Hardy? Oh, I mean, I think we got into the upper 70s here in Arizona. Oh, my, for that. Oh my God. I mean, because they're, they're the people that uh, would stay in good shape for their age, and then they wanted to kind of have a, a, a younger look, and Ed Hardy Scott's was like, get it, get it together. built for that. It was built for that. Scott's <laughs> but that's what Ed the Hardy sash is about. That's, but it's awful. It's terrible. It looks like anybody watched Dexter. Remember Dexter would do like the old, like uh, he would he would do like the blood uh spew did you ever watch that johnny i, I yeah, kind of like with it yeah and he would kind of bash like a, a a dummy's head and blood would squirt out like that's it what does this hat like reminds me with something like it's not yes. even it's not even consistent like the texture throughout it it's just let's just this was like a sample and they're just like well let's mass produce it whatever um it's garbage you know what you this know would what? actually be decent for What's that? Be if, if you won the flavoring life sweepstakes and you had okay. some, one of your one of three bags that you won from OG's brands and you're and you okay. just looked at it like it was a lava lamp, like it, it might be that intriguing to somebody who's had too much cannabis. The OG's they're offering you the flavoring life, no King Three J Rock. There's no chance that had is fire. OG's is offering the flavoring life sweepstakes. One winner will receive three bags of OG's, including orange creamsicle gummies or their tropical flavors. You can sign up right now on our website, gophnx.com. You'll win yourself an OG's hat as well, a PHNX shirt of your choice, PHNX annual membership. Click the link in the show notes. Another way to get to the sweepstakes, check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. Go to their Instagram and follow them along for all some great updates as far as their new products and uh, apparel at OG's Brands. You can find the products your local dispensary. It must be 21 years or older to purchase. Oh, this oh, one. man. Thank you. Yes. I apologize. King 3J Rock. Yes. Our PHNX lids are hot. They, uh, they actually are. We dropped the price on them during our PHNX yeah. summer sale. You can get it for $19.99 right now. PHNXLocker.com. Everybody right now, do me a favor. Like this video, like this video, so it gets shared around the YouTube algorithm. Sorry, I got really serious for a second. Uh, subscribe <laughs> to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. One more show before our preseason extravaganza finale, which sounds way more fancy than it'll actually be uh, as we break down the fight and the cut to 53-man roster. All right, Bo, you didn't know I was going to do this. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, before we send these folks home, give me a surprise cut for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm ahead of the, the cut to 53, somebody that maybe we don't expect that won't make the team. Because I saw a projection today for the Cardinals 53-man roster, and it had some intriguing names that did make the team. Give me one that you think doesn't make the team. It's I look at that middle linebacking core, uh, and it, it's thin already, so to see any of the veterans exit, hopefully – pave a way for somebody like Chandler Wooten to make the team. You would hope a guy like Joe Walker is sent packing. I don't know if that's as earth shaking as, as you're looking for. 
the wide receiver core, I, I think I, I mentioned a name like John Trey, Kirk Kirkman, potentially, you know, vying for a roster spot. It's it's like very slim that he would make this roster. It's it's but you know, if, if somebody were to make their way, you know, are they just tired of Andy Isabella? They feel like he's done enough probably to make this team with the ops suspension looming. It's it's tough to see. Like I know we've seen Daryl Williams' name bandied about. I just don't. I just don't buy that. I think that this team would have put him more into a uh, audition mode, and I didn't get that vibe all training camp long. Like he was auditioning for a role. It seemed like it was well secure. So I just think you know, as much as I've liked what I've seen from Keontae Ingram and and John and Jonathan Ward, I don't think that they've made the case to say, okay, let's cut a guy who has a thousand yards from scrimmage last season and was, you know, solid running the ball in the red zone and catching the ball for over nine yards per catch. So I just don't think Daryl Williams is that guy. I, I don't know who, who was the surprise cuts that you saw? Well, I, didn't, I, I saw some surprise additions on the roster. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm going to give you one in the secondary. And it's not just because he didn't play great last week. I think Deontay Thompson could be at risk of getting cut. But yeah. I'll give you a couple of reasons why. Uh, former fifth-round pick of that rookie class with Kyler Murray once upon a time. Number one, he's in the last year of his contract. Isaiah Simmons is playing safety, so that means that he's already bumped down on the depth chart. Charles Washington's, I think, ahead of him right now, plays special teams. And if they begin to flush this cornerback room with more options, which we think could potentially happen after the cut to 53 or after the cuts after the preseason game, do they? how many safeties do they need? Buddha and Jalen never leave the field, right? Isaiah Simmons damn well better never leave the field. I think we've got kind of our answer with Deontay, and it's unfortunate because I remember him coming out of Alabama. He's fantastic. They talked about getting him at the top of the fifth round. Saban was raving about him. I thought we, a lot of us thought he could be the next Rashad Johnson. He was a field general, played national championship teams. And I mean, he got Wally pipped by somebody who was taken with the same last name a couple months mm-hmm. later in the supplemental draft. And it was evident since Jalen Thompson has played his rookie year like, Hey, this guy's an, a high-caliber NFL starter, somebody that this team's going to build around. So I think Deontay Thompson's in that group. I think we're going to have a surprise at running back. I think uh, if it's not Darrell Williams, could it be Eno? Could it be Jonathan Ward? Um, to me, like, could they only carry three backs? That would be interesting. They're going to carry only three tight ends. How many wideouts are they going to carry? We don't have clarity on any of this. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it's the bottom of the roster. Well, the Cardinals play a ton of backs, and they play a ton of receivers. So it's a question worth asking. Are you going to risk cutting Keontae Ingram or cutting Daryl Williams to keep Andy Isabella for six weeks while you're without DeAndre Hopkins and thus then make him inactive on game day? Those are those are the kind of decisions they're probably wrestling with right now. The, you can't you can't be short-sighted for the start of the season right. without the op. You need to make it work, and you cannot subject talent that you otherwise could develop over time. Because here's the thing. For everybody banging the drum for Andy Isabella, and they think I'm a hater, I'm not a hater. But he does not have a future with this team past this year, even if he's on the team all year. They are not resigning him. But could Keontae Ingram turn into something and he makes no money as a six-round pick for four years? If you feel like Eno Benjamin is going to be a good player, if you feel like Darrell Williams is the perfect you know, Kareem Hunt to your James Conner, right? And you've got a nice backfield tandem. It is not worth stashing Isabel on the bottom of your roster just in case. Because I can tell you right now, if they keep Andy Isabella and they keep six receivers, Bo, let's say they do that. Mm-hmm. They keep Greg Dorch and Antoine Wesley's healthy and they keep six. The minute DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, what's going to happen to Andy Isabella? He's going to get cut from the team. They're going to release him. They're not going to carry seven receivers. So somebody's got to go. So I think it's it's more likely 
that they carry five receivers without Andy to begin the season, the more I've thought about this, and that you just wait for Hopkins to slide in. It does not don't hamper your roster for the first six weeks of the season without thinking about the long-term goal of the team. Yeah. But let's let's think real quick though about where there's some log jams, some positions that they needed to flood at a necessity with numbers. And I think that that pass rush, that actually is where you might see some surprising games because think about who's locked in. And it's, you know, obviously the junkyard dog, Marcus Golden, who we haven't seen it reportedly, you know, according to Cliff, he's dealing with a toe, but it's really looking very similar to a DJ Humphrey situation and how he's criminally underpaid. Yeah. Um, you got Dennis Gardeck, who they just gave three years, $12 million. I don't know how much, you know, that's guaranteed, but I think Gardeck, what he does on teams and what he can do as a rotational pass rush gives him a roster spot, no doubt about it. And then you've got two third-round picks who are going to make the roster, obviously, Myjay Sanders and Cameron Thomas. And then you start to look at these other guys. Victor Dumakeji has made his his spot, pretty much secured it, I think, going into the regular season, right? So what does that mean for a guy who had a decent game against Baltimore like Devon Kennard? You know, it, could he be a guy that, you know, makes no money? It, it's not going to cost you any dead cap space. You think they could cut him at this point? You think they could cut him? I mean, how many, how many outside linebackers can – you want to carry? I mean, the projection I, mean, I saw today had had six outside linebackers, three on okay. each side. So you talk about Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard, Dennis Gardeck, the two rookies, and who am I forgetting? Is that it? So you got five that forget somebody else. Golden Gardeck, oh, Victor Dumakeji. So that's six. So you think all six of those guys are making? They're not cutting the rookies. They're not cutting Marcus Golden, right? And I don't right. think they're cutting Gardeck. So you're telling no, me if they're, they're only going to carry five, it's going to be Victor Dumacage or Devon Kennard. I'm going to tell you right now, if they cut Victor Dumacage or Devon <laughs> Kennard, people, including myself, are going to fucking lose their mind <laughs> next week. Because you've said it. It feels like Devon Kennard got one foot out. God love him. He had a nice preseason game. I acknowledge that. He's got one foot out ready for his next career. He's going to be very successful if you watch him. He's going to crush life after football. I'm trying to win now. Victor Dumakeji looks like somebody you could build around. It was a draft pick of Steve Kime. That's six six outside linebackers. You got to make a tough decision, Bo. Yeah, you do, and that's fine. Like that's what you want, it right? You want it to, this decision to be tough. The guys that you brought in, the guys that you drafted, the guys that you wanted to develop, trusted your scouts on these guys, and you want it to be tough. You wanted them all to you know excel during this training camp and this preseason. And a tip of the cap to all these guys. I think that they have for the most part. It's going to be huge come Saturday, and we're going to preview this a little bit more tomorrow as we, we preview the game on Saturday where it's going to be all young guys vying for roster spots, no no starters. They've got to show up, and they've got to look just as impressive as the Cardinals looked in week one last year against Tennessee against this Titans team. It's, it's just it's paramount for these guys to have a big game because I think it, it's it's going to be make or break for these guys, and that's not you know anything that's, that's rattling. It's earth-rattling. So, um I don't know. Other than that, like, I just don't think that there's anything that would really surprise anybody. I'll say, I, oh, I was going to say this. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is going to carry three quarterbacks. It sounds like, I mean, I don't, it, it just like they did last year. You know, he was, a, he says he, cause he was a quarterback himself. The projection it, I saw today had, had Trace McSorley making the team. Yeah. And it just sounds like, and you know, from a quote that I, I'm remembering now from him, you know, earlier this week was because he, He's going to do it to it's like supporting his own. Like he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep three because I can keep three because 
I, I support quarterbacks because I was a quarterback. That's uh, he's going to keep Trace and he's going to keep, of course, the two top guys. So um, I don't think that's nobody's surprised by that. Trace McSorley looked great against Cincinnati, did not look good last week. Um, but I, he's I really he, inaccurate. He's just not a very yeah. accurate thrower of the football. But I think he deserves to be on a NFL roster. And I also think COVID still plays a part in this shit, man. You Colt McCoy yeah. gets COVID, you want a backup, right? Kyler gets it again. Somebody goes down. You want somebody that can run the offense, that knows the offense. And I, I've seen a lot worse quarterbacks start games for this franchise than Trace McSorley. I'll just say, and he can at least got some uh, shit, man. He's better than the kid that they started. What was Strevler? He's way better than, <laughs> than Strevler once upon a time. And I think probably Cliff's got PTSD. He's like, well, man, I got to keep Trace because he's way better than the quarterbacks I had when I got here. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, he's a young guy. It's, I'm fine with that. It, it's a large yeah. roster and then it gets, it'll get expanded. So uh, I'm also fine with everybody here liking and subscribing. Leave us a five star review. Wherever you get your podcast, we are having our best month to date. And that is because of all of you, as we are ready to give you the premier elite Arizona Cardinal coverage that you can't get anywhere else. We're doing this every single chance we can get. Minimum five shows a week. Bo's at practice. Bo will be at the games. I'm with Damian and Frank. We're giving you post-game analysis, instant reactions. Come hang out. Let your voice be heard. We're going to have tailgates at every single Arizona Cardinal home game. You're invited. Come hang out. Chug a beer with me. Do whatever you want with Bo. You know, have a good time. Bo's got to then walk over to the facility, so he can't. He can't. Uh, you know, have a have a glass. Wow. Of, oh, get that shit out of here. <laughs> no one knows what that is. That's not. I don't want these people to see that garbage. But we're here and we're doing this because of all of you. So thank you, genuinely thank you. We are back, Bo and I, tomorrow. Put a bow on this week and put a bow on the preseason. Really, in preparation, we're going to preview Saturday night's game against the Tennessee Titans. But until then, peace, love, goodbye.